Hello, my name's Joel Ingram, and welcome to the Midlife Crisis Man podcast. Today I have with me Oliver, who is the podcast host of The Stoned Silverback. Hello, Oliver. How are we doing? Hello. Hi. I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I understand you've had a busy day today. Yeah, very busy, <laughs> but very product- productive. Oh, that's, that's, I guess, that's, a, yeah. that's a good day then. Yes, so that's be- worth it. Ticking boxes and getting information, is it? Yes. All right. All right. Yes. Like yeah, tick, yeah, ticking the boxes. Yeah, the things. To, my <laughs> things to do list. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty full at the moment. <laughs> yes. It's uh, it's, it's not going to be like that way forever, though, is it? No, I hope it's going to be you know uh, like resting periods between you know yeah. uh, moments to to take a deep breath and on to the next one. Absolutely. I've been uh, discussing time management with my wife about half an hour ago. So, yeah, time management. Yeah, that's the that's the word. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to master my time management skills. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I've been trying to figure out how I'm gonna do the podcasts, uh, work the overtime I need to work, and generate these new clients that I'm trying to build my own uh, uh, coaching business. I'm just struggling to realize how it's all going to fit together. But, uh, yeah, you just uh, work hard at it until it fits together, and then you maybe can ease out some of the things you don't like. Maybe the regular daytime job. You know, get to your own <laughs> own business, own podcast. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool, man. That'd be cool. So, okay, so let's dig in. Um, so, can you tell uh, my listeners a little bit, of, a little bit about yourself and what you've got going on? <clears throat> yes, uh, at the moment I am. Oh, well, yeah. Me myself, I am. My name is Oliver. I am from Iceland. I'm 33 years old. I currently live in the countryside. I'm originally from here. I moved away when I was two years old, but now I'm back to collect myself, work on my, you know, work on my studies, and uh, yeah, just to have a, like a little one of those rest periods where I can use to be very, very busy until I get back into life. Because. Uh... I was looking at your resume earlier on, and uh, you've you've done some traveling. Yes, it's actually been yeah. Well, so yeah, no, it was not not that long ago though, <laughs> last September. Yeah, I, I used to travel. I used to live abroad, but that that was many years ago. But I've been traveling for the last few summers. Yes, is that for your business or enjoyment? Well, it's a kind of a business, but not the you know suit and tie money business. More of. Uh, like the spiritual business, you could say. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah, enjoyment as well, but, uh, you know, business slash pleasure, you could say. Okay, so you found, you found a way to blend the two. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was just a, a summer vacation. Every, every summer vacation I've had for the last few years, I've been going to the Netherlands. And, uh, you know, to meet friends and to just chill. And, uh, you know, I, I usually sp- uh, spend my time in the countryside, maybe a few days in Amsterdam. That's the hot spot everybody's into. But I really like the countryside and the other cities. And I've been all over the Netherlands. And I was participating in those ceremonies, you know, the plant medicine ceremonies or, you know, antheogenic. So that was the spiritual part. So we had like a few weekends of hard work, you know, deep, deep spiritual work with those plants. And then in between, I was staying with friends and in the countryside and just relaxing and uh, yeah, preparing for the next one. And uh, yeah, so that, that was my business last pleasure. Cool, man. Cool. So, so um, 
what was the upshot of the the, the plant based medicines? Was it uh, was do you have any anything profound, or was it a, an understanding of where you are? And yeah, there were uh, some of the times I did a few different things, and some of the times I was yeah, I went really deep, and I I I I felt like it changed my perception way of thinking and that was my intention i wanted to clear up my mind to gain more clarity and just uh just get rid of some old stuff and it doesn't really go away in a single session but over time in the following weeks or months after i get back home i just think about things differently i feel different about them so they eventually you know i work work them out of my system and then i went back to you know work on other things and uh, <clears throat> yeah so they're, they're pretty profound you could say that. Yes, it just sounds it. It's. Uh, I think. I think. It, well, for me, I, I can certainly relate to that, especially with. Um, I, I haven't done any plant-based ceremonies, obviously, but uh, certainly working on my mind uh, and the way that I communicate with it on a daily basis. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's. Uh, I think we need. I think most people today need something like that. Work on their minds because we're just really caught up in our daily lives and our daily systems and cultures. So I think that, yeah, if we just take a you know, one step back, you know, have a little look at the whole thing and then get back into it and get back at life and yeah. It's, so. it's very busy, isn't it? Yeah. It's a, it's, <laughs> yeah. The today's world. Yeah. I think it's just very distractive that, you know, there's just so many things going on and you can actually experience in one lifetime things that would have taken many lifetimes before. I mean, you know, one person may be born and lives in one place and dies there eventually and doesn't really travel that much or not as far, you know, when they had just horses in the old days and opportunities. And, you know, we got, yeah, we got entertainment and we got airplanes and yeah. So it's a, so it's a very distracting, very confusing, chaotic, but very exciting world. Wouldn't you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very exciting. Also full of opportunity is probably the best time right now to be implementing the type of things that you and I are looking at. Yeah, exactly. You can have a look at all of the things that have been, or probably most of the things that have been available to mankind so far. It's just uh, yeah, internet and communication and uh, yeah, uh, smaller world as we travel more is just connecting everything. So yeah, we've got lo lots to choose from. Cool. Can I, can, I, can I dig back in on something you said just now? You mentioned um, yeah. uh, business and pleasure. Um, so this podcast, I'm, I'm, my intention is that people will be able to see like or extract the information they need to implement change in their own lives um, right. so that they can maybe be or follow a direction that they want to follow other than the, the, the default path with which they've ended up on. So if you've managed to blend pleasure and business, what was, what was the drive? How, how did it, you get to that point where you were um, doing those, you know, those summer, summer vacations with your friends and the plant-based ceremonies? Well, you know, as I, 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 I <clears throat> The plant medicine I <laughs> refer to as business, but that can be, well, it was definitely not recreational, but it was more of a get down to business rather than bis, you know, the daily business we usually think of, you know, like work corporations or, you know, making money. But what finally led me to do those things, I had been going there for the summers without doing the, the ceremonies, but I looked on the internet and I was doing my research and I, I figured they have all of those things available. You know, the, the Dutch are pretty liberal with those things. So, you know, most of them are illegal here back home. And uh, <clears throat> the 
I just really, yeah, I've been wanting to do it for a long time, but I just uh, hit that point where I felt like I really needed to. I just felt stuck and I couldn't, I couldn't overcome what I was going through. But I used like a nut. I needed to untie that nut. So it wasn't a matter of, you know, longing or wanting anymore, but needing and, you know, have to do, you know, feeling like I have to do it. So, okay. Can I, can I ask how that would, that manifested? So for you to become aware of the feeling of being stuck, how, how was, did that feeling manifest for you? What was the, the feelings surrounding the stuckness? Well, daily life, I was feeling, you know, I was just going from, yeah, I was either going from job to job or staying for a long time at a job that, uh, you know, just everybody else doing, you know, making money, putting roof over your head, but not really growing or expanding. And uh, also just with my relationships and uh, you know, I, got, I could do good relationships with, you know, people around me. But when I was emotionally invested in a relationship, like, you know, for example, a girlfriend, it just became very complicated as it progressed, maybe in a few months time. It's like the four month, fourth month thing that I realized I have, you know, I can have like really good relationships for four, four months. And after that, it always was downhill. And it can't always be, you know, the other person. It has to be something that has to do with me. So that was one of the, my, my red flags, one of my signs. And uh, another thing, I used to have these reoccurring dreams. Not the, they didn't look the same, but they always felt the same. I felt like I was, I found myself in like terminals, bus terminals, airport terminals, and, uh, you know, trains. We actually don't have trains here in Iceland, but uh, right. we, we have trains. Yeah, <laughs> it's a small country. <laughs> uh, they're, they're talking about it, but we never had any trains before. But I found myself in those places of uh, like you know place what do you call it you know commuting yeah it's departure isn't it i've I've delved into yeah yeah i find dreams fascinating i've delved into that so uh, yeah it was uh, it was just this constant feeling i had i was coming from somewhere and i was going somewhere but i was just stuck in that place in that airport or train station or or bus station i was just stuck there and i was confused where i was coming from and where i was going and uh, yeah that was I had those type of dreams, not every night, but every few weeks, maybe a few months. And, uh, you know, I woke up with that same feeling and I started connecting it to my daily life. And uh, in, in the recent years, I've come to believe how much the dreams actually project your, it's not like they're prophesizing your next day, but, the, you know, it's the subconscious working out things from the previous day, for example. So I felt like, uh, yeah, it was it was telling me something. Yeah, and I, uh, from yeah, I've del- have you delved into sleep as well? Because the part of the sleep, uh, the pattern is to is to is to put all those things in place. You know, those those yes. dreams, uh, they've got a purpose. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, I've read you know quite a lot about dreams, especially the you know when people are doing exercises like uh, lucid dreaming and eventually maybe OBE, you know, the out of body experience, whether they are actually going outside their bodies or they have just uh, mastered the lucid dreaming to a point where they feel like they're doing it. I was reading up on that. I was, I didn't really stick to it. I did few meditational exercises too, you know, but I never really felt anything immediately. I'm still a slave of that instant gratification, like most of us modern humans. Most of us, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm still always interested in, in those things. And uh, one thing will lead to another. And uh, yeah, maybe I'll do those dream, dream meditation. I actually sometimes put on like those beats, frequencies, binaural beats before I go to sleep. 
and uh, it doesn't really give me any lucid dreaming, but it just makes me fall asleep very comfortably. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we use them as well uh, in the evening, the binaural beats. It's, uh, and we've got a couple of eight-hour meditations that we run uh, while we're sleeping. Eight-hour meditation for the whole, whole night? Yeah, yeah. So obviously oh, wow. it's, just, it's subliminal, it's just going in. Uh, All right. So you're listening to it while you're sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, talking of um, uh, lucid dreaming, I, I, I can, uh, one time when I was, um, I think my wife was pregnant with my second and my first was at my mother's and I'd come home to grab some stuff and I laid on a settee and I laid front down, which I never do. And I just basically just passed out for like, I was just exhausted. And I just passed out for most of minimal half an hour. But during that half an hour, I had the sense of my body being there and I was external to my body. Right. And it was gripped by a fear because I, I remembered I hadn't locked the back door. I was thought, oh no, someone, I can feel someone walking in. It wasn't a dream. It was like, because when I actually come round, it was, it was, it wasn't like waking up. It was, it was different. But that lucid, right. lucid, I felt I was, I, I wondered if that was an actual lucid dream. You because, were like asleep, but you were very aware. Oh, I was super aware. So very right. like, I could actually feel my body on the thing. And I was like, so my conscious was alert, but I was sleeping. Right, so that was in the middle, middle of the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think your brain is pretty much, you know, you're exhausted, you go to sleep and get that quick power nap there. But you're, you're, you're awake and it's, uh, you know, bright outside. And I, the thing is, you're, I think your mind or your brain is still pretty much awake. So when you get into those, you know, brain waves or something, it's like what I was reading from those exercises, people who are trying to have lucid dreams, they maybe sleep eight hours, they wake up after six hours sleep, for five minutes, maybe half an hour, they don't eat anything, okay to drink water, go to the bathroom, something like that. Then they go back to bed and sleep for the two hours. And then their brain is very much still in the dreaming, you know, the dreaming okay. <laughs> frequencies. And, uh, but they, they just woke up. So I haven't really, I don't, I don't remember any specific moments, but I've had that just waking up in the night, night and go to the bathroom and then go back to sleep. And uh, just having very vivid dreams before I wake up again. You know, dreams that I have easier time remembering. Maybe occasionally realizing I'm dreaming. So may, I think you maybe had one of those things. Yeah, it was, um, it was really... I've never had anything like it since. But I, I would, I, it was one of those times where I was so exhausted from like, running around and bits and bobs. I just, I, I just must have passed out. But I, I remember the sense of someone being in the room, but there was no one there. And I've read so that sometimes I've had... Um, when you when you go into those states, that is uh, a characteristic is to have uh, a sense that someone is there. But it's yeah, just, like a presence. So uh, there was no one. So there was no one actually coming. There was just no. this feeling. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that was. Uh, it sounds like a little bit of uh, out of body experience mixed with sleep paralysis. That's a very sleep paralysis. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah definitely. That's a very common thing. Sometimes people have it and don't feel any presence, but sometimes they do and they feel that presence like very strongly and uh, yeah some people have it all of the time some people never have it but i think the i think people have it maybe three four five six times you know during their lifetime generally speaking yeah and uh, was it was it scary was it uh, i was terrified because oh, yeah. you're terrified okay. <laughs> that's one of those common threats as well with uh with when people have a sleep paralysis they feel like they can't move the body 
but they're completely aware. The body is asleep, but the mind is awake. And they have this, uh, yeah, somebody standing by their bed or lay, lying next to them or, or on top of them. And in, I think in the old days, people talking about demons. Today, they talk about alien or abductions. I mean, maybe a few years back, now they're talking about, you know, sleep paralysis. It's a, it's a very, very, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's a real psychological term. It's not, you know, some yeah. woo-woo. It's a... But whether it's actually somebody there and you're feeling it, that's another question. <laughs> but it's a, it's a real, it's a real uh, experience, a real kind of, like a state. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, certainly interesting. It's, it made me dig into it more and I started to research things. It's just, it, it's one of those things that gets put on the back burner as, as life tends to take over, you know. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's still an interest though. It's still something I'd like to pursue. It's really interesting. It's a lot of those, yeah, a lot of those experiences are very different, but they all share a common. Most of them share like a common thread. And if you experience something, it's easy to Google, you know, anything today. I had to go to the libraries when I was a teenager, reading about those things. That was the internet was about to be, you know, public. But uh, yeah, I used to be a bit wasn't uh, Google because I didn't know where the sources I was reading from, whether they were you know, genuine or trustworthy or whatever. So I would gen- yeah, you- I generally go through books. Right. Oh yeah. Because everybody can post anything on the, actually anybody can read and uh, write anything as well, but that's just a more, <clears throat> more of a process to print it and put it in on the shelf. But uh, on the internet, people just leave comments all over the place about something they heard from a friend who heard it from an uncle who heard it from a coworker or something like that. Yeah, Absolutely. Oh, cool. So, um, okay. So do you think you could uh, tell me the story about the stone silverback? Yes, that's, uh, that's my podcast. I already decided to make a podcast before I came up with a name. I was trying to find something that could, uh, you know, I want to talk about all kinds of things, but uh, one of the main things I wanted to like a pick a title, you know what a silverback is? That's the gorilla, the you know, the the alpha male gorilla or like a you know when they hit puberty they start getting this silver or like a gray hair on their back and that's like a sign of dominance in the group you know they you know the other gorillas start to act differently and they try you know they're playing and figuring out i mean you can you know when primates play you can see actually who's going to be the alpha you know same as maybe kids you know mm. <laughs> yeah. a bully is going to go for <laughs> go for presidency one day but uh, it's uh, yeah it's i think uh, primates are fascinating all of them bonobos chimps and orangutans but the, the gorillas you know they're very big very muscular and i'm into fitness and uh, i'm not really bulking in like those big bodybuilders i'm not really bodybuilding type but into physical activities but uh, yeah the, the gorilla is, uh, is a gentle it's uh, not like a lion or a wolf alpha you know so they are they are you know they're gentle and they're really big and they're just really close to us and uh so yeah i picked silverback and uh why stone silverback there is a theory theory called the stoned ape theory a very interesting one and i so i mixed those things together i got you know ape uh, gorillas are apes so just put the put the silver back in there and uh, then I had the yeah the stoned ape theory and that is the theory presented by Terence McKenna I think he wrote about it first in his book uh, The Food of the Gods and he was uh, contemplating it's one of those crazier it's like ancient alien type of theory but it doesn't have to do with aliens you could maybe mix those two 
together <laughs> somehow. <laughs> you, can, you always can somehow. But uh, the stoned ape theory contemplates the the possibility of uh, like psychedelics or anthogens like mushrooms, like psilocybin mushrooms, being the reason for unlocking the peop- uh, the primates consciousness so they could and so they evolved to the you know the next level. Something happened. Something really drastically happened few ten thousands of years ago and uh, maybe hundred thousands i'm not really good with the numbers <laughs> but yeah when we when we started uh, yeah at, at some point in history there you know there seems to be out, out of the blue like language art and uh, all kinds of you know things like sprung into existence and uh, he he contemplates that uh, one of the reasons is every all of the primates or all of that you know the Mm, I don't know the homo, homo, apes. You know, in the back, yeah. in, you know, the like the ancient man was. Uh, they, were not, they were not fighting for dominance or you know foraging food all day or fighting for like alpha status or just you know, you know it's wild out there in the jungle. So they they started you know tripping on mushrooms and <laughs> <laughs> and it broke down like the the masculinity the masculine alpha structures and uh, you know because art language music all those things are more of a they're more feminine in their nature and it just gave room to all those things to develop and uh, and uh, yeah today we have lost connection with that uh, with that uh, connection with the earth that we had with uh, psychedelics so it's uh, it's a very fascinating uh, I'm not the most articulated guy about the theory but it's very interesting i encourage I encourage people to look at them but also the gorillas because they have fascinating <laughs> social structures but uh, yeah I, I, i'm just gonna try to see if it works run with it for a while and uh, so yeah we'll we'll see i think it's gonna be good yeah i hope so <laughs> yeah no, seriously it's uh, it's intriguing and, and i'm into all sorts of different theories from uh, like you say about aliens and and uh, you know how the have you have you the one with the well the Anunnaki? Yes, yeah, the 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 ones who came from above, something like that. That's the translation That's, of the word yeah. Anunnaki. <laughs> yeah, they were the first. They were the first. Uh, they were. Uh, it was written about them in the like the Sumerian records, or like the one of the very first cultures of Earth are talking about. You know, That's right, yeah. somebody coming from above, and uh, well, it could be gods, could be aliens, or. I don't know, us from the future? I don't know. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. I never thought <laughs> of that one. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I just, I, I was actually really into aliens when I was like a kid or teenager. I was watching the X-Files and there was those archetypal flying saucers and gray aliens and uh, kidnapping the X and, you know, I don't know, I don't know you know, growing humans in their labs. tracking <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> DNA. But, you know, the X-Files type of things, you know, the gray alien type of thing. And uh, back then, people always thought it was really silly that uh, there might be life out there. Today, I noticed everybody is pretty much, you know, pretty much accepts the fact that the world, uh, the universe is just too big for only us to exist. It's just common sense. But whether they are coming here in spacecrafts with humanoid forms or whatever, we don't know if that, any of that is true. But I've heard people, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, Googling stuff on the internet. I look at those forums and websites. And people are more often talking about interdimensional beings 
Mm. I mean, the aliens are interdimensional. They may be not from, they come from outer space, but they are maybe in different frequencies. So they could actually be habiting all of the planets in our solar system, but on a different frequency or dimension. So we don't see and something like that. So it just get, gets more and more space out. <laughs> there was a statement on NASA's website the other day about the fact that they've uh, admitted that they, they got it wrong about uh, one of the, the limitations on the, the nearest Earth and the amount of possible Earths nearest. I'll have to what, put that on Facebook and I'll tag you on it. Well, uh, what, what you, you need to have life forming or is it... Uh, if, that they're saying uh, that there's greater potential than they originally thought for, right. you know, Earth-type planets out there. Right, yeah, yeah. They're, all, they're always looking for the planets with the same conditions as ours. But a few years back, there was, uh, I can't remember those things, I think it was three things, like the three basic things you need for life to, you know, to come into existence or thrive. It was those th three things, I can't remember which one of them were, but they actually realized uh, one of the things were actually unnecessary and they they didn't find it on another planet. I think it was in a ditch somewhere in Nevada or California, yeah. <laughs> something like that. There, there was some microbes or something like that. There was, I don't know, something was alive without the three things. It was only the oh, two things. I think I saw that, yeah. Yeah, there was a, I don't know. Was a, I actually waited for the live, live streaming on the, on the internet because they had this announcement, like the possibility of life. Mm. <laughs> and I saw it, it was really interesting. But I was a little bit disappointed because they found it here and not on the moon or <laughs> Mars. I was like, oh. <laughs> so <laughs> brings us a step closer, but not the actual step we're waiting for. That's cool. Okay. So um, you've got all these different things going on. I mean, there's lots that it looks like it's going to be blended. I mean, your, your, your interests seem f far and wide, basically. Is there any other right. things that you're trying to bring into your podcast or your life or things that you want to bring in? Well, uh, I, I, I want to talk about everything, you know, or actually all of the things I'm interested in, like <laughs> we're doing right now, or other things that I'm interested in or don't know anything about. And I'll bring in guests that could you know, tell me about them and uh, the audience could, could listen to it. And uh, <clears throat> for example, I had a person on the podcast the other day talking about cars and I don't know anything about cars. And, uh, so maybe it's helpful for people who don't know anything about cars, but my listeners who do, they might think it's really funny how little I know or should know, especially for a guy who's having like an alpha thing in his title, you know, because an alpha guy, you know, human beings should know a little bit about cars, especially the engines. And I was like, <laughs> I was really schooled, but it was really, it was a lot of fun. So yeah, if I have those type of experiences on my podcast and uh, but yeah, I'm into those plants. I'm into physical fitness. You know, you can actually combine the two. I'm not saying you, you know, eat a bunch of mushrooms and go to the gym. I'm not really <laughs> recommending that. But there are ways to, you know, it has to do with, it's not recreational drugs for me or, or escapism. It brings your problems up front and you have to go through them with those experiences. And they, so I regard them as something beneficial and healthy for you know, mind, body, and spirit, the whole thing, in a different way than conventional medicine, of course. So that's, uh, it's all, you know, all of those things are in the, you know, they can be found on a different, different spots on the spectrum. And there might be spots there that I haven't really gotten into, but my, my guests might help me, you know, just learn more about life and, uh, you know. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, that's what it's all about, isn't it? I mean, this, this is a, 
one big journey of growth. Yes. It's, it's uh, and, and, well, I, I, I don't know what, what age you sort of come to all this. I mean, I, I've been searching probably since I was 18 for different things, but it wasn't until I was about five years ago or six years ago that I, I started to become aware of this deeper need, as you described it earlier on, you know, the need for, for something, you know. Right. Almost like a, a need for a purpose, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, uh, yeah, I think you will end up eventually if you are always looking, uh, maybe every now and then, or, you know, occasionally, or trying things out, or reading up about things that you're interested in. Eventually, it just comes to a point where you, you know, where you feel like you have to, you know, do something with all that knowledge, but it's maybe just knowledge. It's not much uh, of, of a sense, or not much of a, it becomes like a feeling, or it's, yeah. yeah, something like that. So no, uh, yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And I read, and I read, I read that in a blog the other day. Actually, you were saying that the, you know, it's only so long you can you can always consume, but sooner or later there comes a point where you've got to stop and implement everything you've read. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, that's a good thing by Bruce Lee. Hold on, I got it on my wall here. Yeah, knowing is not enough. We must apply. Willing is not enough. We must do. What? Yeah, okay. Bruce, Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah, I, I have it here on my <laughs> wall. <laughs> but I need to look at it more often. So. <laughs> I think I need to get that saying on my wall as well. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool. It's pretty profound. Yeah. So but I, I'm, I'm a, I've been really big on the you know knowing and uh, willing, but uh, not may, not maybe as much as applying and doing. But uh, I'm working on that right now, and th- my podcast is part of that. Yeah. No, no, same. I uh, I've always struggled. I can always. Uh, I've consumed loads of different things like books and podcasts and courses, but I've always thought sometimes I've struggled to implement the actionable things in there. Right. Do you know what I mean? So uh, you read a book on time productivity and see, I'll have all these different things and then I won't actually implement them in my life. Yeah. Because there's so many and it might be overwhelming because you want to do all of those things right away. But it, I think you will be more successful. I've been more successful implementing by, implementing one thing in a few days or a few weeks another thing and then another thing and, and I built up like a structure that I that I keep but if if I want to just go crazy start doing 10 things you know 10 things like a culture where I wake up really early you know read for half an hour during the day do this do that you know all of those habits and uh, I just uh, I skip one habit everything just crumples and yeah I may take a few days before I get back into it, always trying to get myself into that mental state of readiness. But yeah, implementing one thing casually, then another thing, and then another, it becomes more natural, not as forced, I believe. So you you actually have a morning routine or? Like on and off, yes. <laughs> I'm working on that because I work, uh, my working hours can be pre- pretty different. I might be working late and I might be working early, half a day or a whole day. So it's not very consistent. Okay, but when I get a consistent uh, week, I, I manage to, you know, get up more fresh in the morning and implement more things, and uh, yeah, so it's a uh, consistency and structure. But uh, yeah, that's still a little bit under construction. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe the morning routines, the so-called morning routines, a lot of people talk about them, or maybe it's just my echo chamber on the internet. I'm googling it and. I feel like everybody's talking about it, but maybe just few people and I'm just looking all of them up. 
I mean, people who are, you know, really sex, successful, whether, whether it's business or sports or, I mean, it's just a, a very, it's kind of like a common sense. Just, you wake up early, you know, the early bird catches the stone. Isn't it? That's the... The one. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm mixing up. <laughs> the, the early bird catches the worm. Yeah, not the stone. <laughs> Somebody's trying to kill the two birds with the, and the one of the cats. That's right, yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm mixing it with it. Yeah, yeah. We got, we got a, we got a, we got a thing like that in Icelandic. The early bird catches the worm, but it goes a little bit something like uh, morning moment or the morning hour gives you like gold, something like that. That's the translation from Icelandic. Okay, that's cool. So I'm trying to have that gold instead of a worm. And uh, yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> yeah. I, th- I think they are very important. The morning routines. The mornings I wake up early and to do a lot of things in the first couple of hours is just a totally different day. But that happens occasionally. I'm trying to make it a part of my, not like I have to wake up, I have to do this. I just wake up and I do it, you know. I don't know it anymore. I'm starting to doing it and implementing it, yeah. That's cool. Okay, so um, you mentioned earlier on that uh, some of your interests, you go to Netherlands to... Uh, have your summers and you said that is some of the stuff is illegal in Iceland is is there is there a bit of resistance in Iceland to this sort of way of thinking well there are more and more people uh, aware of those things including people who are not really into those things they have had a little bit uh, well most of the mainstream media it's not much mainstream media about it but uh, most of the mainstream media is often negative or portrays it in a negative way I mean bunch of people like loads of people you know start picking the mushrooms in the in the autumn you can actually see them around the you know the grass fields within the city and you know picking them up and uh, then maybe one person out of hundreds maybe goes you know does something really really stupid while tripping falls not knowing really what they're doing you just have too much they're not prepared they don't know what they're doing they just want to have fun and suddenly it's not much fun anymore when the (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> their darkest secrets <laughs> coming <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> and yeah nobody to guide them or or take care of them. no nobody to babysit them or trip sit them or you know they're just doing it for you know entertainment purposes only or or just curious i don't know people have the reasons and I don't, and uh, different reasons and uh, they, they don't have to do it for the same reasons i am but you know but the people are you know, some few people have hurt themselves and, you know, they get picked up by ambulance or police car. And that's the only thing you hear about on, on the news. There have been occasional, there are maybe a couple of guys who are actually having ceremonies here in Iceland like with, with the mushroom and ayahuasca. And, uh, <clears throat> and uh, they had maybe a little bit of coverage, but uh, it's, yeah, it's often ridiculed or, you know, it's, it's just far out there for people. And uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, most of those things are illegal. And uh, so it's kind of hard talking about it, you know, with people. And uh, as soon as I get them to understanding, you know, I'm fine. I'm not, <laughs> I don't come back like crazy. And then I start telling them about my experience. Then I'm like totally crazy because it's, uh, you know, I could be talking about a video game or a movie, but if I tell them this is my actual experience, and uh, yeah, it's, they either think you've gone nuts or you just, uh, <laughs> or they just ask, and I can't really answer that question. It's a really good question. They ask, uh, how in the world can all of that be 
like beneficial? How can you think that's healing or how can you think that's beneficial or how can you, it's a really, really weird way to, I don't know, just. Uh, They're trying to get you to justify the action. Yeah, yes, something like that. Or, I mean, as people have told me, okay, okay, I'm, I'm cool with it. I know it's, uh, you know, people who, you know, feel like they need it. But, but why do you need to have it? Why do you, you know? But it's just, uh, I'm also very curious about spirituality and spiritual experiences like, uh, you know, lucid dreaming and meditative states. And, uh, and yeah, I was really into the paranormal as a kid. But now I'm more into like the spiritual thing and especially direct experience. I want to experience it myself. So. That's what I wanted to do with those plants like ayahuasca and iboga and the peyote. But I finally went for it when I felt like I really needed it. I felt like the calling, as you could say. And, you know, the plants are calling you. You go there and you talk about ayahuasca. She's like the feminine energy. So you talk about the mother you know, and you talk about her like, you know, she's a person. I, I met her. Or was, she was in my presence. And it starts to sound like really woo-woo, you know. We'll go to the, have the Iboka, that's like the masculine energy. And uh, a lot of people talk about Mr. Iboka, the spirit. And, you know, it just sounds like really, really crazy. And, <laughs> okay, okay. and uh, I mean, so it's, uh, people are, I think we're just really used to the idea of conventional, conventional wisdom and conventional religious ideas and conventional medicine. And, uh, but back in the day before, before communities or, or civilizations, you know, those aboriginals. And to this day, you know, the shaman, shamanic cultures, they are, you know, their medicine is the, is the spirit journey. And, you know, the, the voyage or like the hero's journey. And uh, it's all, you know, happens on, in the, on the inside, maybe, uh, you know, in another dimension at the same time, but, uh, you know, it happens within them. And uh, yeah, it's hard to describe, but uh, I do really feel that uh, this is something like, real this is something legit it has i've had the benefits from it and people can also also not have benefits i mean it, it doesn't work for everybody so i can't really say it's a mir miraculous cure but uh, you know it's a it's a it's a it's my exploration and it's my journey and it's my yeah, it's just my spirituality and I'm, without going i mean i got <laughs> I bought this one after the day after one of my ceremonies. Now we got the audio, so so it's uh, yeah. This, I got this called like the dream catcher yeah, up on my yeah. wall here in the back. Yeah, very colorful. I, I would have gone for earthly tones, but this one is really colorful. <laughs> had a very colorful experience the day before. But it, it's just uh, yeah. We we see those things on the move in the movies and uh, people drinking something from Indians, and then they just you see a lot of visual effects. So yeah, the experience can be very visual, but that's not the, that's not like the, the, the only thing or the whole thing about it is actually the feelings. And most of my experiences were actually pretty emotional rather than visual. I had some visual experiences, of course, but it was not, I wasn't like tripping, seeing all those, you know, crazy things. Like you see in the movies, it was more of emotional. Really? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was just uh, like all those contents, emotions were just expanding and coming out. And uh, and being in that state, I felt like, you know, I felt like if all of those things would come out at the same time and I would not be in that, you know, so-called trippy state, <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't have been able to like take it somehow or I don't know. So 
I think it was the, it's weird. It's, it's not, it's a very interesting medicine and it's the, it's the very, I think it's the medicine of the past and it's the medicine of the future. Yeah. I think you're right there. Cause um, everybody seems to want a quick fix. Yes. And this sounds like a quick fix in a way. And I mean, people have reported uh, very positive uh, <clears throat> benefits after maybe a single session or just two sessions. But the thing is the, it's not like the plants are healing you. They're more like uh, <clears throat> connecting you with your body and your mind. And uh, so the body, you know, heals the, uh, them, heals themselves. It's just giving the, giving the body and mind and the spirit, uh, like the tools. So the healing continues. The benefits continues when you get back home. It's not like, uh, it's not an easy ride. You can have a lot of stuff happening in one night, but then you have to work on it. It, it gives you the tools to work on, work on things. It doesn't really take away your it doesn't really take away your problems it makes you just see the problems from a different perspective and you maybe see some solutions and you go home and you implement them when you're back home or and uh yeah so it's a uh, it sounds like a it really you to your intuition in a sense yeah in a way yeah a lot of people reported uh, a lot more connection with intuition and uh, so yeah it's a uh, it, it has it has been like a miracle in my life without being like a supernatural miracle. But I mean, you know, you can say, you can say that, uh, you know, not being, I don't know. I don't have any metaphor on top of my head. <laughs> I just got from the gym and I'm like, <laughs> I'm really fried, brain fried at the moment. And also when I start talking about this thing, it just takes me a little bit back to that. And I can't really put it in words. To the so now I'm a little bit like spacing out, <laughs> but I really, I really like, talking about those things but it's, it's hard it's challenging and uh, so yeah so just, i usually no, yeah i just used i usually ask people like do you know anything about it or nothing at all and if they say anything i say like do you know much about it do you know very little about it before i start talking about those things if i choose to talk about those things because i want to know where their understanding is before i express myself about it so yeah, yeah. So just so I won't come off too crazy. <laughs> okay, um, I was, was going to ask you something. Um, do you think ayahuasca is a a way of or plant, not just ayahuasca, but plant based medicine? Because you've mentioned this, it's a very feeling uh, allows a lot of feeling. Do you think this has got anything to do with like suppressing feelings? Because us as humans uh, generally tend to suppress a lot. We're not, although we're emotional based creatures. We yes. It, it's culturally, we're not allowed to express feelings. Yeah. Like in, in our, in our modern cultures, yes, we're very robotic and it is very, I can't really say it's very dominant, like masculine dominant. It is, but I think that masculinity is very off balance. It's not that sacred masculinity. It's not the, I'm not, it's not the same masculinity as, you know, for example, like the gorillas, you know, they're more true to their nature. We are, you know, way off our, away from our nature. And, uh, and we have caught ourselves in this masculine, masculine society. And, uh, and the masculinity is not much very emotional. It has to be, you know, disciplined and strict. And those are the masculine uh, elements. But the feminine is more, you know, just be yourself or, you know, enjoy relax and uh yeah, if, if we would be more like that we could have more i mean it's it's like uh you know women are 
you know, it's, they, they can be excused when they cry, but they, you know, the men have to, you know, hide themselves or, you know, and then to kind of survive in this world, women really have to play that man's game to toughen up a lot. And, uh, and, the, and I think it's, uh, it's very inconvenient for women, but I think it's very inconvenient for men as well, because uh, yeah, that's what, that's, uh, you know, the, the question, uh, the, the answer to the question, we're not, we don't got it really clear, you know, what is a real man? What is uh, so I think that, uh, you know, that, uh, that cluster of what we're stuck in, you know, in a society doesn't really allow us to express our feelings or feel. And uh, so I think that we are suppressing a lot of stuff. Yes. Mm. And we're actually trying to let it out. You can look around today and you can see like feelings are a very big thing today. You can easily offend people. And there's a lot of, you know, radical movements. And, and then you've got like anti-movements and counter-movements. And I think we're just all on our way trying to, you know, find that, point of singularity or common point or you know we, we want to connect but we're doing it in you know weird ways in different ways and uh, i'm not saying the psychedelics are the answer they are the truth but i'm betting i personally i'm betting all my money on that <laughs> on that on that uh, thing to you know bring us together but uh, yeah it uh, yeah the ayahuasca really really open so a lot of conven- conventional medicines help us suppress those things just so we can function especially for that structure for that uh, for that machine this society is but we are yeah suppress- but with ayahuasca we are kind of opening up and uh, so it's kind of tough coming back to that society and adapt and try to hold on to that person you not became but you kind of realize you were you know when you were in that state where the, when you let all those things out and uh, and it's a different experience for a lot of people but one of the common threats are you know suppressed feelings come up so yeah definitely that's uh, one of the things ayahuasca and those plant medicine do yeah it's uh well yeah i've, I've experienced releases from uh, emotional suppression i mean uh, I, headaches is one for me i used to suffer really bad cluster headaches like headaches, yeah. That's a, that's not a. You don't sit down and intentionally have a headache. To, no. <laughs> no. So, so I think that might just be, yeah. That you know that that thing, energy or vibration. I don't know. Maybe it's just trying to come come out. Yeah. And it comes out in this way. But you you're into meditation and uh, there yeah. there are a lot of other things. You know, people don't always have to have a bunch of mushrooms. They can do breathing exercises. And they can do meditation you know they can do physical exercises and uh, you kind of just put themselves in a uncomfortable uh, position where they have to focus and uh, yeah for example taking a cold shower it's it's good for you but it doesn't feel really good <laughs> and uh, yeah so that's uh you, there are many ways to do it so how, how do you cope with you have uh, sensations of uh uh, say anxiety or uh, not depression, but like low, low, low thoughts. How do you get out of those states when they kick in, or if they kick in? Well, it's uh, <clears throat> first of all you have to kind of know yourself what works for you and works not. What I, you know, I, I read what other people do and try to learn from them, and it's uh, very helpful. But I've noticed when I feel like shit and uh, I don't feel like going to the gym but I, I told my friend I was going to meet him there. So I just make myself go 
and uh, have a little exercise and uh, get a little oxygen in the body and the blood goes and it goes uh, get the blood going and uh, endorphins going and then I get back home I just feel totally different and uh, things I was stuck on maybe before the gym I'm I'm you know really yeah, <clears throat> taking care of when I get back home I feel completely different and then I notice now this is what works for me just a little exercise it can be a yoga it can be a, a short run so those are yeah I think exercise does everybody good Oh, absolutely. But uh, you can also do it. Uh, you can also have just mental exercises, just uh, reminding yourself of, I don't know, if, if you feel, I think it's a kind of a struggle between like the negative me and positive me, because when I'm feeling really, really positive, I think to myself, uh, you know, remember this when you're really negative. <laughs> Later, when I'm feeling, maybe I'm feeling bummed out or an anxious or negative, or feeling stuck. I kind of, remind myself of the moment you know i'm trying to you know, when i was in the past trying to cheer like the, the me of now on and sometimes i i accept it sometimes i don't and i'm like <laughs> telling myself in the past to like fuck off but <laughs> it's a yeah so it's just a, i've been trying to figure it out on my own and also read other people's experiences and uh but if you if you do something that uh yeah, well, I don't. I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, I'm really spaced out at the moment. <laughs> the thing is, like, the thing is, like, recently I could have given you a really good answer, maybe a few months back or at least one year back, because uh, I've been just feeling really good for the last few weeks and months. I've been, my life had, my life has drastically changed in the last few months. So I'm just kind of, I'm very high on life at the moment. So. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> so I'm like, just the fact that I need to give thoughts to how do I deal with anxiety is like a good sign. So, it's, but but still, you know, it's a lot of things going on and it's it's over overwhelming. And uh, some of the days I'm not as positive, but uh, in general, I am feeling like pretty good these days. And uh, yeah, yeah so. well, that's good, man. That's good. It's just I know it must some have worked the... in the past. Well, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, yeah. I I can relate. I mean, it's it's bound to be people listening that. Have the have the the moments of anxiety or low thoughts, and being able to get yourself out of those cycles. Like you said, exercise used to work for me too. Uh, go to the gym, right? Um, I I walk walk home and walk to work, walk from work now. So I try and dump all my crap on on the way home before I hit the house. Cause right, I, the tendency can be sometimes to bring the your work home with you. So you're just observing yourself and uh, yeah, see what's working with working for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I pass are not that far apart, actually, Oliver. They're, uh, they're especially even going back to the interest with the you know uh, when you was younger, with the, I was started off and pursuing spiritual spirituality, and I think we I think we're very similar. So it's uh, it's been cool to talk to you. Like. Yeah, you too. It's a it was a good to. Good conversation. I mean, one of those things, not only the gym, but I also want to mention or add to it, uh, you know, if you run into a person, like a person you know, somebody you like, or maybe a stranger, somebody really uplifting or in, like with contagious energy, that also, just five minutes talk, run in, run in, in with somebody can also just uh, change your day like that. So, <clears throat> so surround yourself with, <laughs> with you know, positive people and uh, as best you can. Yes, so I'm feeling like pretty positive. Yeah, and when I came on, I was like a short breath and I was like really stressed out. So I'm feeling, you know, way better now and more, you know, 
So yeah, this this uh, this you know, go have a podcast if you if you're feeling it. <laughs> have a nice talk with somebody and uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so go, can I ask you one last question? Yes, sure. Okay, so looking into the future, where does Oliver see himself uh, in ten years? In ten years, that's a whole decade. Let me see. Well, I hope to. I hope that I have already by then mastered my daily more morning routines. I mean, like most of the mornings, I'll have a good routine. And uh, yeah, I'm, I think I want to be doing most of the things I'm doing today, but to a greater extent. I want to take the things to the next level, like the podcasting. I, I'm just graduating as a personal fitness trainer soon, and uh, hopefully, I will have a like a good ten year ten years experience working with that. And uh, yeah, a little bit more traveling. We're living abroad. I used to live abroad, so I really want to wanna do that again. I don't feel like staying too long in one place. So I don't have anything. I got a, I got a, not a clear image. Not like a, you know, I don't have a vision board of it yet, <laughs> 10 years from now. But I got a, yeah, I, I got an idea where I want to be. And, uh, and uh, yeah, hopefully going strong with podcasting and uh, physical fitness and, uh, and uh, yeah, ten years—it's a long time. It's a long time. It is a long <laughs> I'm just, time. I'm just—I'm thinking back ten years back where I was ten years ago, and I couldn't have probably guessed all those things that you know happened in the meantime up up until this point. But uh, pretty exciting, very pretty exciting though. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the next ten years. Excellent. So God knows. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's all exciting, like you said. Is you know, this is all part of the growth, isn't it? And you don't know where it's yes. going to take you, so it's that's what's extra special. Like. Yeah, I, I, I want to have a little direction, but I also want to be surprised. You know, leave a little bit there for surprise. That's cool. Excellent stuff. Um, and one, the last one then is, where can the audience find you, and on what platforms? Yes, I'm already on iTunes. That's the only place at the moment. I might upload it later on on YouTube if I create a YouTube channel for it. But yeah, the the Stone Silverback on iTunes. You can probably look it up. I don't know. The link has this like slash dot, lots of numbers. So yeah, if you just Google <laughs> Stone Silverback, I'll add it to the when I post it on my group. I'll I'll add the link. All right, cool. Videos. Yeah, nice. Yes, excellent Thanks. stuff guys okay Oliver thank you very much for the day for coming on it's been a pleasure talking to you yeah you too thank you uh, very much and I look forward to speaking to you soon all right thank you thank you Oliver <laughs>